Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. To those guests who've just joined us, welcome. Our next stop is the Magic Kingdom. Ladies and gentlemen, we are approaching our station at the entrance to Main Street, USA, gateway to the seven theme lands of the Magic Kingdom. Welcome aboard the Monday Morning Monorail Podcast. This is Justin Monorail, and joining me for hopefully the last time virtually across the states from north to... We're not really in the north, but via the Monday Morning Monorail Hotline are two of the other Monorail family members. Let's start with the one that looks like he's sitting in the living room. Who's that? Chicken Nugget. Chicken Nugget a.k.a. Garrett Monorail, with a much better headset this week, and we can hear him so much better. That's great. I'm sure people will enjoy better audio from you. You sounded weird last week. Well, you sound weird usually, but this is just a, a clearer version of your <laughs> How weird. dare you? <laughs> but then in it looks like her bedroom is... The most excited Samantha Monorail ever! Oh my god! Next week I fly, and we're closing on our house in Tennessee. You can fly? Florida! This or, week you fly. This week, yes! Holy crap! It's happened so fast, I'm so excited. Yeah, so you guys will be flying up on Thursday, then we'll be driving, heading out on Friday. It's very exciting. Yes. But we'll have one more traveling companion. As my voice cracks, I'm still going through puberty. Oh. McKenna Monorail is here. But This is episode number 60. And today is June the 10th, 2019. I did tweet out a question to our listeners and followers on Twitter from the Morning Monorail Twitter account. And I asked if anyone had some questions they wanted to, us to address today. And both of them are related to us all being Florida residents. So I thought maybe we could go ahead and talk about those right now. So number one from Jen bestie at Jen Illo on Twitter. She said, where is the first place the monorails will dine in Disney as a family? And I don't know. I mean, what do you guys think? McKenna snack seems shack. The snack shack. It doesn't exist. Okay. Uh, garden grill. Garrett's voting for garden grill, which is a place that you all got to experience. And we're going to talk about that a little more later. So it obviously had a big impact on him. Yeah. I think, uh, Morimoto should be number <laughs> one. <laughs> Morimoto. That's Disney Springs. That's at Disney, Garrett. Disney Springs is at Disney. If I was going to pick one place that would be like our celebratory arrival meal at Disney, I think. Are Morimoto. we saying like? Are we saying money no object, and we could go anywhere? The steak place in the Canada. That's what I was going to say. Le Cellier. Yeah. I think we should do that anyways. Let's just do it. But money is an object. Yeah. <laughs> it is an object. <laughs> That well, we can uh, give away for a celebration. <laughs> well, maybe we will. We do, we ought to do it up big. It is a big deal. So Yes. Yeah, maybe we'll do Le Cellier then. Okay, yes. we got another question. And this one comes from Think Mickey Thoughts at Think Mickey Blog. And they ask, what's the first park you're all going to go to together? Epcot. Epcot. McKenna's voting Epcot. Epcot. I'm fine with Epcot. I mean, Animal Kingdom is awesome, though. What about Magic Kingdom, though? See, I kind of feel like it needs to be Magic Kingdom. Yeah, because that's like the the big one. That's the one. I just want to... That's the guy. If we go, then we have to ride Space Mountain. Yeah. Because sure. we didn't get to last We're going to go and do the Triple Mountain Whammy. Yeah. No. Then we'll also do Haunted Mansion and Pirates and all the classics. It's a good way to kick off being an annual pass holder and a Florida resident. I think that's what we should do. Maybe we start off by going to the Villains After Hours party. You stole yep. the words right <laughs> out of my mouth. <laughs> I really want to go to that. Hey. Um, I'm super excited about it. It seems really awesome. Have you all like read any of the reviews or looked at any of the videos from people who have done it? Nope. Well... I haven't read any reviews or looked at videos, but I re did read an article about it. Yeah, the Disney Parks blog put out an article that's called The Top 8 Evil Experiences Not to Miss at Disney's 
villains after hours party. I love evil. And there's a lot of things that they have listed here that sound amazing. And I will say, I did watch some videos about this. And the first thing they mention is the Villains Unite the Night stage show. That looks so good. You all, maybe you don't want to watch the video because you don't want to have it spoiled. But honestly, a lot of the Castle stage shows, I'm like, yeah, okay, that's cool. That might be fun if we catch it. This one looks amazing. It looks so much fun. Anything with Maleficent, they have to make it spectacular. She's like the coolest villain of all time. Yeah. And Debatable. She, she's got a good part in the show. And speaking of Malef- Maleficent, the Maleficent. Uh, yeah, the steampunk dragon gets to like run around the park in, in her own little special parade after dark, and that's really cool. Yeah. So what other villain turns into a dragon? Mm-hmm. Come on. That's pretty freaking awesome. What's the best Disney villain, Garrett? Uh, well, you can't just ask me that. Yes, I can. I can put you on the spot. That's no, what we you do cannot. on this podcast. Okay, think I, about I, it. I McKenna, what's the best Disney villain? I like Hades a lot. Okay, she's going with Hades. So now you've had some time to think about I it. Mean, what's what's the best Disney Lion villain? Lion King is like my favorite, so... Scar? Scar is really cool. I, I like think Scar myself. The most evil Disney villain is Cruella DeVille. Ooh, I don't know. Yeah, well, she hurts puppies. Yeah, for fashion. And I'm not I'm not for that life. I think the evil queen from Snow White's pretty scary. Yeah, but like, she, I don't know. I don't think it's as evil as stealing a bunch of animals and then killing them. Yeah, well, I wasn't saying Scar is the most evil. I, I just said he's... He's your favorite. The, my, the, my favorite, yeah. Yeah. I think Dr. Facilier is pretty cool. I like his style. Oh, oh, actually, I forgot about him. He's got good music. He's awesome. Yeah, he's a good one. Hook is fun. I like Hook. Yeah, I mean, I'm not the biggest Hook fan. We're going to come up with a list of top ten Disney villains. We're not going to do it today, but future podcasts. Randall. Yeah, Randall. <laughs> From Monsters University? Monsters, or Inc. 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 Well, he's both. in university. He's yeah. In, yeah, he's in university. In university. He's not that evil, though. He's really not that evil. <laughs> in university, they make him take off his gla- like his glasses, and that's why he squints all the time. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's the backstory we didn't know we needed. It's so good. <laughs> well, another reason that we need to check out the Villains After Hours event... Let me just tell you about some of the food they have oh, there. Oh, I'm looking at this, and these yeah. look so good. One of the things that really catches my eye, there's two of them. The Dragon's Breath Float from Storybook Treats, Lemon Soft Serve, Sprite, topped with a green cherry and cherry-flavored syrup, and it, and it has like a candy on top. It looks so cool. It, it may not awesome. be as good as it looks, but it looks cool. Right, and that, I think it looks amazing, too. And then the Intergalactic Noodles... They're inspired by evil Emperor Zerg. There's purple noodle salad with snap peas, red onions, sweet garlic, chili sauce. Oh, yeah. I would try that. That's great. That sounds cool. And then this one looks pretty cool, too. The Isma, or is it Isma's? How do you say that? Isma's Llama Potion and dry ice infused vessel filled with strawberry Fanta. And I saw a video of this one. The the Fanta, like, bubbles out of the cup. Like, it goes everywhere. (laughs) The poison for Um, Cusco's. Cusco's poison. You turn into a cool llama, and you have the voice of that guy, David... Spade. Spade! <laughs> yes. I almost said Schwimmer. <laughs> <laughs> That's friends. That's a totally different voice. I totally forgot the Headless Horseman is technically Disney. Yeah. Because they have a he- like they got Ichabod, the, Crane. Yeah, Ichabod Crane. I love the Headless Horseman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's pretty cool. And they do. you can get a Headless Horseman novelty straw at the popcorn cart. In the yeah. Booster. Yes. Me. This is for Garrett right here. They've got Hades Temptation over at Tortuga Tavern. Purple Frozen Mocktail Cosmo with Lemonade Violet Monin Syrup. Monin Syrup? And a gummy worm. And that's why I thought you'd like it, because there's a gummy worm on top. I mean, that's the only thing I understood of that. <laughs> <laughs> there's a not-so-poison apple cupcake. Oh, man. We love tasty treats. Yes. Yes. Yeah. These, these look so good. So, the first Villains After Hours event just happened. It was on Thursday, June 6th. The next one is the 13th, Thursday the 13th. Um, so, that's this coming week. And then the one following is Thursday the 20th. And then there is another one the 27th. And then Monday, July 1st. We could do it for Garrett's birthday. Actually, that's a really great idea. Yeah. Maybe we should celebrate the G-Man's birthday at the Villains After Hours event. Yeah. 
I want to do that, actually. A lot yeah. of treats. So that's going on over at the Magic Kingdom, and the tickets are expensive. That's one thing about the event. It's $139 a person uh, for adults. I did hear that there's a deal for Florida residents. Uh, maybe if I have my license by then, I can get the cheaper one. It's like $109. Yeah, it doesn't take long to get your license. Yeah, um, maybe I can do that you, quickly. Actually, you guys should probably go ahead and set up an appointment and get your license because I didn't have an appointment. And for anyone who is relocating to Florida, if you want to get in and out of a DMV, you have to have an appointment. Otherwise, you're there for four hours. And I'm not exaggerating that. Yeah. It's gross. I yeah. hate the DMV. Who wants to sit at the DMV for four hours? <laughs> yeah. So, make an appointment now. Make an appointment now for your yes. driver's license update. Call blah, 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 <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, guys. You're welcome. Hey, you want some evidence, more evidence anyway, that Disney's listening to this podcast? Because I've got it. Um, I would love Disney to listen to the podcast. Oh, I know that they are. Yeah. And here's... More evidence of that fact. Disney officially opened a new pop-up shop at the exit of Toy Story Mania, a Toy Story-specific shop in Toy Story Land. What have I been saying since Toy Story Land opened? Yep. You've mm -hmm. been saying that you want a pop-up shop. I've been saying that's what it's missing. It's missing yep. a shop. They're getting the dining. They're getting a signature dining. Well, not a sit It's a sit-down dining table service. They needed a shop. Well, now they've got one. This one's temporary, they say. I think it's really to help promote Toy Story 4. Of course, you're going to get your Forky gear. You can probably get a plush Forky if you want such a thing. Have you, you can already seen get the that. costume? There's a Forky costume? There's. It was hilarious. I almost cried when I saw it. No, I didn't see there, it. There's like every kind of Forky to uh, toy in like every store now. Garrett needs this shirt that says, I just want to be a fork. I don't want to be a fork. I want to be a human. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Okay. <laughs> hey, while we're talking about Hollywood Studios, we learned that there are going to be changes to the Fast Pass Plus tiers at Hollywood Studios starting on August 29th, the opening day of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Disney announced that basically every ride at the Hollywood Studios is going to be a tier one ride. You get to choose one. It's Alien Swirling Saucers. Rock and Roller Coaster, Slinky Dog Dash, Toy Story Mania, and The Tower of Terror. On Tier 2, you've got shows. Beauty and the Beast, uh, the Disney Junior Dance Party for the first time in forever, the Frozen Sing-Along, Indiana Jones Ep Epic Stunk Spectacular, <laughs> Muppet Vision 3D, Woo! Voyage of the Little Mermaid. The only two that haven't been announced um, so far is Fantasmic and Star Tours. So we'll see what they do with those. But here's what I'm thinking. I know this is frustrating because before you might have been able to snag a couple of these big headliner rides when you're making your Fast Pass Plus reservations, and now you're only going to be able to get one in advance. And that kind of stinks, but if I'm Disney, I'm thinking, we're going to have to make sure as many people are, as possible are happy at the studios when Galaxy's Edge opens. We know that it's going to be a crowd population problem in the studios, and so we're going to have to spread people out as much as possible. So... If you want Tower of Terror as your Tier 1 Fast Pass, you get it. If you want Toy Story Mania, you get that. If you want Slinky Dog Dash, you get it. And it, it opens up the availability for people to have a shot to at least get one of the big rides that they really want instead of being like shut out and being stuck with Alien Swirling Saucers and Voyage of the Little Mermaid. So that's why I think they're doing it, but it does kind of stink. I don't like it. Yeah, I'm sure... Because I have a strategy... Where I don't do anything, um, like ride any rides that I have to wait in line, because I have a strategy on how to get my fast but we, passes. But we did yesterday. We we waited in a couple of lines. Oh, but they were only they were only like five minutes. So called out exactly. Those aren't fast you pass in lines. lines. This makes me sad. Well, I mean, one of them was one minute. You're still gonna have a chance to get the fast passes, especially you know. The way it works today is once you use your first three, then you can do the rolling fourth, and it doesn't matter what tier it's on. So you just got to yeah. knock out. You got to knock out those first three in the day. It it does kind of suck though. I guess a little bit. I mean, but rather than having like people totally disappointed that they can't get anything they want, everybody should have a shot to get something good. And everyone will go to Muppet Vision 3D. Yeah, and that's the other thing too. So giving you don't people need a fast pass for that. You don't today, but. When uh, the crowds blow up on August 29th, they're going to need these people eater shows. People oh, are going to yeah. need people are going to need things to do. 
So that's why you get two of those, because all these that I mentioned, the, the Beauty and the Beast live on stage, Frozen sing-along, Indiana Jones in particular, huge capacity. They eat people. So that way people what? have something to do. <laughs> they eat people? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're people eaters. Are they purple? Do they have one eye? And one horn, yes. This is crazy. Why aren't they writing articles about this? Who knows? But anyway, that's what I'm thinking. Push people to the shows. That way they're, they've got something to do and they're not just standing outside waiting to get in Star Wars land. Muppet Vision's going to be packed. We love the Muppets. I think it will. It will for a while, which is good. It'll help. It'll help the Muppets. Mm-hmm. Help the Muppets. Hashtag save the Muppets. Hashtag save the Muppets. Mm-hmm. It's still going. We're going to do it forever until they're officially saved. I agree. I think the Muppets really need to be saved. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm the person to do it. Do it, McKenna. Go get lots of pictures of the Muppets. Hey, now that it's officially June, do you think it's time to start talking about Christmas? No. It's Halloween. Halloween. (laughs) Halloween. Halloween time. (laughs) Well, I've got one thing to share about the holiday season. Uh, On the Disney Parks blog as well this past week, we got a little sneak peek at some of the narrators that are going to be participating in the... Epcot International Festival of the Holidays for the uh, Candlelight Processional. Here's what we know so far. December 6th and 7th, Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> really? That's awesome. That's cool. Uh, December the 16th and through the 18th, Pat Sajak. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> uh, December 22nd through the 24th, so that's Christmas Eve, is Stephen Curtis Chapman. I know that name. Who is that? McKenna, tell her who it is. Oh, okay. Um, well, if you'll remember, back when the things were happening, the guy, he did that thing. Do you remember? You oh, know. my gosh. I know why. Oh, wait, I remember that. He's a singer. A singer-songwriter. Yeah. Christian music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, I didn't I know that. Remember, remember right? Had his CDs. Remember, remember to remember. remember. <laughs> my mom had his cassette tapes is what I mean to say. So. I've actually never heard of that person. Well, now you have. Congratulations. I thought I remembered that one thing, but I was thinking of another thing. Well, you got to remember to remember. <laughs> oh I don't get gosh. this joke. It's one of his songs. Oh. And then Christmas Day and the day after Christmas, Edward James Almost. That's cool. Yeah. So. I don't know him. This is who, this is what he looks like. I'm showing McKenna a picture of him. Have he you ever watched? Friendly. Have you ever watched Battlestar Galactica? Because. No. Yes. Yeah, he's on. He's the the dude. He's, he's the dude. He's the dude. That's the guy. He's the guy. <laughs> He's the Battlestar Galactica dude. Oh my gosh, that's the dude. Yeah, there you go. Their little take. Oh, one thing, but last thing I wanted to talk about with uh, Epcot, and then we'll have to to move on. You know that website we talk about sometimes. Rumor, rumor. WDWNT that likes to share rumors. Um, This is a rumor I'm excited about. I feel like I know what it is. Yeah, so here's the newest rumor. But this has been bouncing around for a very long time. So this one, I'm not going to say that they broke this news or anything like that. And it still hasn't been confirmed. Maybe it will be, because at D23, we heard that we're going to learn more about what's going on at Epcot. And D23 is coming up. They actually, we have a date. So June 6th? um, No. (laughs) (laughs) That was happening. That was already. (laughs) It was happening. I'm sorry. No, no, no. August 25th. Sorry. August 25th. That is nothing. Like I know at 10.30 a.m. is when the um, is when the D23 uh, is focused on the Disney Parks presentation is going to be. And that's when we're going to get some updates about Epcot. So we might find out if this is true. But this week they shared um, the rumor, if I can finally get to it, is that we're finally going to get another country in World Showcase. And it's going to be Brazil. Oh, that's cool. Oh, that'd be cool. And the reason I'm excited about that is because I just want to stand in there going, Samba Mini Samba! The whole time. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm just excited for a new country. Yeah, it's going to be great. And Brazil, hopefully we get a Brazilian steakhouse. Mm. Oh, unlimited meat. Yeah, that'd yeah, be really good. You could go eat all the meat you want and then walk out in the really hot Florida sun and get the meat sweats. No. Awesome. Oh, no. It sounds like a good time. So that's the rumor, and of course, that's something, like I said, that, that rumor's been out there for a very long time, and I'm really hoping maybe we do hear officially at D23 this year that they are going to move ahead with the Brazil p- Pavilion. The other one I'd, I would love to have is Greece, and maybe that'll happen too at some point. Mm-hmm. But for now... They can have cats in Greece. They can just have them run around. 
Cats the Musical. <laughs> yeah, people dressed up like cats in Greece. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't understand. Rum Tum Tugger. That would be so good. <laughs> Hold on, Disney. I know you're listening. We're sharing ideas telepathically right now. McKenna just wants Catland, where all the people are dressed up as cats. It'd be so funny. Like, imagine it's Catland. So you imagine walking in, and it's a bunch of cats, but then it's like a bunch of grown men dressed <laughs> up like cats. <laughs> it would be so funny on so many different levels. But also, you'd need to have the pink ladies walking around in Greece. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we could all sing Summer Lovin'. It's just musical land, but they call it Greece. Greece is the word. I, I I don't know about this, you guys. I yeah. would take those Greek donuts that we have at Greek Fest mm, in uh, Knoxville. Those are good. That's so good. I just like baklava. I like baklava. Yeah. As well. I just like ham and hero sandwiches. <laughs> That's like. <laughs> Stanley likes baklava also. He's. We just watched The Office and the, uh, the episode, oh Stanley. Yeah, when Stanley says that he doesn't like cheesecake anymore. He likes he baklava. Like cake. He doesn't oh, like cake, cake anymore. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. You know who likes cheesecake? The Golden Girls. Why can't we have a Golden <laughs> you guys Girls like land? Cheesecake. That'd be great. That's my next suggestion for Disney. Open up a Golden Girls land Golden in Girls. Hollywood Studios. It'd be perfect. Yes. That would be fun. You could yell that. You could you get to go in, in, in the house. Yeah, go in the, the house. house. Fill yep. it with old ladies. What kind a of bunch of quick-witted <laughs> old ladies? And you get to eat cheesecake. Yeah, it'd be great. Million-dollar idea, Disney. Do it. And play cards with them. Open up the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they take decorative curtains from the '80s and wear them. <laughs> that hey, that's mean. They do though in the show. I'm pretty sure they're just wearing curtains. <laughs> All right. Well, I think it's curtains for this segment of the podcast. Let's send it on over to M340. And when we come back in segment three, we're going to get a review of Garden Grill from Sam and Garrett Monorail. Stick with us. Welcome back to the monorail. This is the Disney Deep Dive with the Dawes. And joining me once again from his palatial Land in the Done Dawes studio. What? Studios. Is, is Land in the Dawes Done. Landon, welcome to the monorail. Uh, always fun to be coming uh, from my segment on this. You know what? Your intro is bad. My intro is bad. Off to a hot start here on this edition of M3. <laughs> so glad that uh, that we had a vote talking about me getting my own spinoff now. Fantastic. I'm just going to go ahead and crap the bed. Fantastic. I know. As soon as we try to push you out to the forefront, this is what we get. But uh, <laughs> Yep. <laughs> I melt under the spotlight. Well, I'm glad you bring that up because that is the perfect time for me to go ahead and reference the poll that I put out this week on the Monday Morning Monorail Twitter. That's at Morning Monorail. If you're not following us, please do so. I asked you all if you thought it might be a good idea to spin off M340 into its own standalone show. And the reason I asked that question is because... Landon and I, as you're going to see, because we're going to put this video on YouTube. So also subscribe to us on YouTube so you can get the video footage. But And if you subscribe on YouTube, full frontal. No, <laughs> no, yeah. no. I need no. a bleep. I need a real time oh. bleep. <laughs> but no, I asked you, the Nug Nation, if we should spin it off because there's a lot of stuff that gets cut from M34D just in, in the name of time. Um, usually I try to keep this segment from 15, 20, 25 minutes, somewhere in that range, so that there's time for three whole segments and still to stay within an hour for the podcast. And we go over sometimes, and sometimes we have less. But I do feel like a lot of stuff I end up cutting out from this segment is pretty funny. We got a lot of good stuff. So I feel like people might want to hear that. So I wanted to hear what you all thought. Well, the votes are in. And as usual, it's split right down the middle. Fantastic. <laughs> so we've accomplished nothing, ladies and gentlemen. Well, 
So this being the case, um, I did get a suggestion from Tom and Michelle from Hyperion Adventures pod- Podcast, and they asked the question, a very profound question, why not both? And I don't know why I didn't think of that myself, considering that's been my catchphrase lately. Why not everything? Why not all of it? Why not the whole pizza? And so I agree with that. And that's what we're going to do. So M34D is going to stay part of the Monday Morning Monorail episode show that comes out on Mondays. But we are going to get back to releasing the full unedited version in video format on YouTube. So another way for you to engage with us. Another way for you to get some more tint, as we like to say in the business. Do we like to say that? Yeah. Apostrophe tint. Mm, I'm not sure. (laughs) Take out the con. (laughs) Con just sounds bad. You're making this way more complicated than it needs to be. Yeah. But I appreciate you all voting and sounding off. There's a there's a passion for this segment and it's obvious people enjoy it. And, you know, we get comments from people like Old Man Frank who basically says, You know I don't like change, so you know what my answer is. And I think that's true for a lot of people. So fair enough. We're gonna keep this as it is, but just basically expand the offering, which is really best case scenario. <laughs> you get more of me, so uh you're welcome or I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah, we'll we'll uh, apologize later. We'll see how this segment goes today. <laughs> like I said at the top, so far off to a hot start. Mm-hmm. Well, let's get to it. We have an attraction to dive into today, and it's one that we kind of leapfrogged a little bit as we were going through all the attractions that have opened in um, Tomorrowland around 1975. This one opened up a little before some of the others, like, for example, Space Mountain. And uh, actually, it opened before Carousel of Progress uh, and TTA, if, if I have my numbers right. So we're going to go to the centerpiece of Tomorrowland as it is. The thing that draws your eye with the kinetic movement in the sky, above the neon lights, against the dark night. It's beautiful. It's nice to look at. Maybe it's better to look at than ride. You tell me. It is. <laughs> <laughs> it is the Astro Orbiter. Yay. Yay. Well, and the crowd goes mild. Yeah, I know that was that would have been a good time for my uh, applause sound effect that I have now, but uh, we'll save that for later. The Astro Orbiter. So, for those of you who may not know what the Astro Orbiter is, or just like my terrible descriptions of these things, it's a spinner ride. But it's not just a spinner ride; it's a spinner ride that's up in the air because it's actually on the third floor of Rocket Tower Plaza. So, if you have a fear of heights but you still want to do a spinner ride, this is not the one for you. May I recommend May I recommend the Magic Carpets of Aladdin or maybe Dumbo or Triceratops Spin? This would not be the one you pick because it is way up there. But for that reason, it's the one that I would say is my favorite, maybe, out of all the spinners. I would definitely put it up there. There would be a debate. Honestly, now that I have experienced Dumbo in the new location with the the big top that they've built with the playground and all that, I'll say Dumbo moved up the list for me, and it would be pretty close between the two. But I do really enjoy Tomorrowland. It's my favorite land in all of the Magic Kingdom, so I think that gives the Astro Orbiter an edge. Landon, have you done the Astro Orbiter? Uh, I have done the Astro Orbiter, and it's interesting that you compared Astro Orbiter and Dumbo to each other as one and one A in essence, because like that's immediately where my mind went. Because if there is one thing that Walt Disney World property has an abundance of, it's spinner rides, mm-hmm. and like to me, it's like they need something to set themselves apart from each other. And it's like, okay, with Aladdin, you have a camel that spits on you, <laughs> maybe. If it's working, yeah. Um, and and then the Dumbo ride, I haven't been able to experience the new Dumbo and its new location. But with the queue and everything you've told me about it, and the pictures and videos, I think that gives Dumbo something that sets it apart from mm-hmm. everything else or every other spinner ride, except the Astro Orbiter. And even though it's like just kind of a basic ride, I like the view. The view is. It, the view is that something special yeah. that this red has. And that's something you pointed out when we had talked about Dumbo before, that in Dumbo's previous location, maybe the view was a little bit better uh, from the ride as, mm-hmm. as opposed to where it is now, where you're not really seeing so much. You can kind of see over to Tomorrowland a little bit. You can kind of see the castle a little bit, but it doesn't have you can the same. kind of see. Yeah, that's it, the thing, kind of. Yeah, it doesn't have the same view that it used to have. 
Astro Orbiter's view has always been great. You got a beautiful view of the castle and Fantasyland, and, and you yep. know you can see the contemporary. You can see everything from there, and that hasn't changed. It's still there, and it's still amazing. You can see down Main Street basically from from the Astro <laughs> Orbiter, and uh, so again, that's that puts it up there for me. But if you are sensitive to motion sickness. This one is the fastest of the spinners, and it may affect your sensitivity just a little bit. So that's something to keep in mind. It actually goes at a whopping 11 rotations per minute, which... How... how did, I'm going to act like that's fast. Whoa! Picture that in your mind. Yeah. It, it really goes. So um, you're not going to get, like, the centrifugal force that you might get if you ride Mission Space <laughs> Orange, but, but it could. I hope not, no. man. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of that, would that be a spinner? It kind of is. I guess technically, yeah, it kind of would be a spinner. <laughs> yeah. It's a centrifuge anyway. But yeah, 11 rotations per minute. One of the facts that I found about this ride is it actually, if you were to track the mileage on one of the rockets making its little circle over and over again all year long, it's going to travel an average of 1.2 million miles a year. Whoa. Is that not insane? That's kind of mind-blowing. Yeah. 1.2 million a year. Yeah, and if, if you wow. want to know like how that compares to um, the Earth to the moon, the moon is 238,900 miles from Earth. So you could make that trip back and forth twice. <laughs> yeah, it, it, there and back, and then there and back again. <laughs> wow. So that kind of puts it in perspective for you. You could literally travel the distance to the moon and back twice on the Astro Orbiter if you never got off it all year long. But I will tell you, cast members are probably going to ask you to get off at some point. Yeah, they do have uh, hours of operation and stuff like that. <laughs> and, and, and at one part, even if you are in the extra hours, it's called trespassing. And, yeah. and as we've established on this podcast, particularly M34D, you don't want to go to Disney jail. You do not. You've got to- Actually, at that point, I think you would go to real adult jail. So it's- maybe you would want to go to Disney jail instead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it might be a better alternative, but... Uh, the rockets that you're sitting in, by the way, they haven't always looked the way they do today. When Astro Orbiter initially opened at the Magic Kingdom back in 74, it was known as uh, Starjets, and the individual uh, ride vehicles actually looked a little more like space shuttles, so they had kind of a wider back, and uh, they looked a little different. They actually departed from what they looked like at Disneyland, because they actually look like rockets in Disneyland. And then, the, and then they open in Disney World, and they look like spaceships. So I guess they just were trying to, like, plus it just a little bit. And I guess maybe make it look unique as opposed to Disneyland's. Yeah, a, a little more. Because back in, when this opened in Disneyland, it was 1956. So, and they were called Astrojets. It's, it's a, exactly the same ride. They had a, a centralized kind of monument that at the time was a, a large red checkered rocket. The rockets could go up to 36 feet in the air. And... Um, the attraction was between Submarine Voyage and Rocket to the Moon. So this was, at the time at Disneyland, it was still, like sitting in um, a rocket was still something that felt really modern and, and cool because we were traveling to the moon. Um, but then, of course, when it opens in 74, we've been there, done that, and now the next big thing is the shuttle program. So that's why um, these rockets ended up looking more like shuttles to begin with. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Just trying to keep it on the edge, because it is Tomorrowland, by the way. As we've said, not today <laughs> land. <laughs> so in these ride vehicles, the individual that rides in the front, because you ride, you ride in line, so one person in front, one person in back, the person in the front has a joystick that they can control the height of the rocket. And, um, and the, I mean you got to go all the way at the top, right? You have to go oh, all the way up. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can you can do the up and the down, but 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 stay on the up because like like we said, the view is what makes this ride worth riding. Mm-hmm. Like 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 if this was just on the ground, be like, "Cool, whatever." Yeah. What else you got? But because it is elevated and because you get that view, this is what makes the ride worth it. And you go all the way to the top. All the way to the top. And, and yeah, you can go up and down a little bit if you want to. You could even make it bounce a little bit if you want to, like, make it go up and down. Um, but I would say spend most of the time up top. And if you ride it at night, even better, because you're getting such a yeah. nice view of all the lit, uh, lit up sights, the castle, 
everything. It looks gorgeous at night. You could time it with fireworks, maybe even. That would be I was thinking that, yeah, that might be the best attraction to, well, I don't know if I want to say it's the best because we've had a lot of people talk about Big Thunder Mountain yeah. in particular, but that might be one of the better attractions to experience the fireworks on. I think it could be, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, the ride was redesigned in uh, 1994, so it changed from the Star Starjet's over to the Astro Orbiter as part of the Tomorrowland renovation that we've previously talked about. And at that time, uh, the tower in the middle was uh, created to what you see today. It's like a stylized version of a big iron tower, and there's planets that kind of float around outside the rockets. And they changed the ride vehicles to the rockets. So that is when we got the current version of the ride. And I'll be honest with you, I mean, I know that I rode Astro Orbiter, and I'm I would tell you that I rode star jets. I don't know that for sure. I don't remember them looking like space shuttles. All I can really remember is the rockets. And maybe it's just because they've had such an impact on me since 94. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, See, I'm, like, I, I, I can't even say that, that I rode star jets. Like, b- b- before doing research for this, I didn't know it was called anything other than the Astro Orbiter. Mm-hmm. It's like that whole uh, Mandela effect. Maybe for some people <laughs> they remember that and others don't. And some so, so, so are you a Berenstain or a Berenstein? That's a, or, or Berenstain, yeah. Yeah, ooh. That, that's exactly where I was going with it. <laughs> um, Berenstain, by the way. Berenstain till I die. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the camp I'm in as well. Hashtag Berenstain. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, for as far as pre- and post-show go, there isn't really much to talk about on this ride. You really just ride an elevator up to the third floor and then when you're done you ride the elevator back down it's one of the things that's kind of interesting about this ride in that you queue to get on an elevator and once you're up to the top of the elevator you get to basically get on the ride and i think when you look at it sometimes if you look at the line because it's down below the tower and you see people waiting just to get on the elevator it seems like that could take a while but usually there's not that many people waiting for it so it's not going to take no and and the ride only goes 90 seconds so which, for some people, speaking of motion sickness, that's enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and especially, as you said, if you're uh, prone to heights, uh, 90 seconds might be 90 seconds too long in that, in that instance. Yeah, exactly. So, Landon, we've pretty much covered the ride. There's not a lot to say about the Astro Orbiters other than it's a big centerpiece of Tomorrowland. It's got... it. I like filming it at night. I love to get a video of the Astro Orbiter spinning around at night, all lit up with the black sky against it. It's just a very cool look. It definitely draws your eye. I mean, it's effective in that it's supposed to be, as they say, it's the weenie of that area. It's kinetic. It's tall. It draws you to it. Um, and But I want to know from you, would you say this is the best spinner? And let's throw... Prince Charming's Royal Regal Carousel into this conversation as well. Okay. I, I'm not going to put the teacups or alien swirling saucers because I think those are something else. So, but let's just talk about a ride where you sit in a thing and you go in a circle. Give give me your give me your number one spinner in Walt Disney World. I mean, it in my opinion, it has to be this just because of the view. Because I mean, like at the end of the day, it's just a like you said, you sit in a thing and it takes you in circles. That's all it does. Yeah. That's not, in my opinion, that's not very exciting. But, yeah. but what sets it apart is that view. It is so picturesque, and and you talk about how how it draws you in to Tomorrowland, and and it's like, I think it has to be this. Yeah, I would agree with you. And and for me, I would put Dumbo. Dumbo is a very close second, especially. I really do like what they've done with it with the dual spinners. The weight's not as long. It's a lineless queue, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. There's so many good things about the new Dumbo. I love the music. I love the that, that it has water that goes around it that the, the elephants kind of fly over. I think that's so cool. But you're missing out on the bird's eye view that you get from the Astro Orbiter. So, yeah, it's number one. And way down at the bottom, Magic Carpets of Aladdin. That's just my opinion. <laughs> I would much rather ride the carousel than Magic Carpets of Aladdin. Uh, by the way, if, if I'm in that area, if I'm standing next, or if, if I'm in the area of where Aladdin is, you know what I'm doing? Pretty much everything else around it except riding Aladdin. I'll go I'll go stand in line for Jungle Cruise. I'll go get a Dole Whip. Dole, I was going to say, get in line yeah. for Dole Whip. At least you get <laughs> or, something. Or Mobile Order. You get something good out of it. Up. Yeah, Mobile Order, get that Dole Whip without waiting in line, and you don't Next. get... <laughs> no, last last time I was there, uh, mobile order for Dole Whip. I think I waited like fifteen minutes. Oh, because everybody's we're, we're giving out the secret. Yeah, because everybody realizes yeah, I'm just going to mobile order this. <laughs> but really, it's the way to do it. 
It is. <laughs> yeah. And and you won't get spit on by a camel if you just go get Dole Whip. You can get that your Dole true. Whip. You can take food and go watch the Tiki Show now. Go to the Boom. Walt Disney's Enchanted Tiki Room. Take your Dole Whip. That's the way to do it. Absolutely. <laughs> but we're not here to talk about that. I was going to say, what are we talking about again? <laughs> we, we were talking about Astro Orbiters. But hey. Oh, yeah, that thing. This is a good segue for me because uh, we're talking about spaceships flying through the sky. And... You know, there's about to be a very large addition to Disney's Hollywood Studios or hashtag always MGM. There's a version. Absolutely. The Babylon 5 land is finally. Well, that and then and then Dune and then coming after that, (laughs) uh, (laughs) coming coming down the road is a little something called Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. And, you know. We've all had this date circled on the calendar for a while, August 29th. We've been looking at that date, and I know you and I have talked about it. I've talked about it with the family. It's it's tough because it's a Thursday. School's back in session. I've been thinking a lot about, is this something that we can actually make happen? Is, is this something we should try to do? Well, let me just say, as one of the hosts of the Monday Morning Monorail podcast, I do feel an obligation to be there on day one for you all. It's not for me. Is for you. You're such a for the children. (laughs) That's a shout out to Matt on HQ. I don't know if you all play, but anyway, Lane and I had a conversation about this a couple of weeks ago, and it was kind of one of those like, you know what, we're doing it. We're mark it down. We're going to make this happen. So I immediately went online, got us a room at Art of Animation. Didn't need it, but the reason I did it is because I'm anticipating that Disney's going to do something to try to mitigate the crowds. They, they're not going to want people waiting in three, four, five-hour lines to get in Star Wars Galaxy's Edge like they were for Pandora or Toy Story Land, even. <laughs> I know they can't do the same thing that they did in Disneyland, where everybody who had a reservation had a chance to get a reservation, or had a room at a Disneyland resort had a chance to get a reservation in the Galaxy's Edge. They can't do it, because you're talking 3,000 rooms versus 30,000 rooms. So there's a little bit of a disparity there in, in room count, but I feel like there's a chance they could do something that might give people who have a a room on property, some sort of an advantage aside from extra magic hours, which are going to be happening as well. Which will help. Yeah, that will help. So we've got the room. We got it for a few nights. Very excited. We're going to be staying at art of animation. Hopefully the gondolas are open by then. That'd be cool. We can just be so cool. Oh my God. Hop on the gondola and head on over to galaxy's edge. That'd be amazing. Heck to the, yeah. Yeah. But you know, we were talking about it and we were like, how could we make this an even more epic event? And get the most out of this experience and and really give the people what they want. We started saying, there's another one of our podcasting cousins that that we're in contact with quite frequently that we know is a huge Star Wars fan. And so we extended out a little invite to this individual. We didn't want to announce anything. I did on the live feed on Twitter. If you watched me on the video, I said that there may be special guests. And it could still happen. Right now, it's just me and Landon. We don't know if the rest of the family is going to join yet or not. It's going to be a little, I'm not special a little tricky. For you people? I'm Come saying on. other special guests. You're okay. very special. There's other oh, special thanks. guests. But there may still be announcements to come. So, got a little voicemail on the Monday. From Billy D. Williams, ladies and gentlemen. Lando Calrissian's coming with us. That'd be amazing. But yeah, it would. <laughs> unfortunately, that is not the case. But I did get a little voicemail today from this, this individual that I'm speaking of. And I'm going to play it for you right now because I feel like I don't want to steal the thunder of this announcement. So here we go. Hello, Monday Morning Monorail Podcast. This is Frank from Theme Park Thursday with Dillo's Diz. Two members of your team recently reached out to me regarding the opening of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge at Disney's Hollywood Studios, <clears throat> hashtag always MGM, on Thursday, August 29th. They were kind enough to invite me along on their grand adventure to a galaxy far, far away. At this time, I have a flight booked on Wednesday, August the 28th, that arrives at Orlando's International Airport in the 7 p.m. hour. At the moment, I have no way to get home, so I cannot officially confirm this trip. Perhaps you should listen to Theme Park Thursday with Dillo's Diz for more information. Goodbye. So there you go. Frank, always the podcasting professional... You, UA's excited about it too. I don't know if you can hear her barking in the background, but unofficially, Frank will be landing at Orlando International Airport on Wednesday, August the 28th, and joining us 
for the Star Wars Galaxy's Edge Grand Opening. That's awesome. Yeah. Though, um, I'm starting to think about rescinding our invite. That message was creepy. <laughs> he was, it was very low-key. He, he was he was low energy. Um, it's a little unusual for Frank. Yeah, is he sick or something? I'm gonna take it as right now he's feeling like he can tentatively accept the invite, but since he has no way to get home yet, he can't totally confirm it. So he's reserving the excitement until oh, until he can 100 percent say yeah. That's what I'm thinking, but. I'm just going to say it. We're, we've put it on the podcast. Obviously, you should listen to Theme Park Thursday coming up this week. There could be a huge announcement. Theme Park mm-hmm. Thursday with Dillo's Diz. Check it out. And find out more about the Monday Morning Monorail and the Dillo's Diz adventure down to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Batu, we're coming for you. Yeah, buddy. I can't wait. Right now, I'm almost like shivering with anticipation just thinking about it. I Oh, God. Okay. Anyway. Let's wrap this segment up for today. So, Landon, let's tell people where they can find you should you want to be found. Uh, L-A-N-D-O-Z, please go follow me. Landon Down, I'm the best. Landed down, not the rest. Uh, Twitter.com slash Landoz, L-A-N-D-O-Z. That's where you can uh, find the latest from me. 280 characters at a time. Also on a website, buttmunchchips.com, buttmunchchips. Sit on your butt and munch. Uh, that's where you can find other podcasts uh, I've done, such as Game of Thrones Talk, a.k.a. Got Talk, uh, the R&D Project, Near Fall Radio, though those projects have kind of gone dormant. Uh, might be uh, getting the Got Talk crew together for, because uh, I don't know if you know this or not, Game of Thrones has ended, and we still haven't done our recap Whoa. episode, and I just... <sighs> I know, I know it was a very divisive episode and I and my enthusiasm might have been cooled for the entire series as a whole just based on it as Zoe attacks me. Apparently she was uh, okay with the episode. Um, as I'm being mauled by my dog, I work on the Phil show on News Tuck Media. So. <laughs> and there's your applause. Oh, thank you, thank you. Applause for Landon and, and his performance on the show today. That's right. Uh, well, if it was for the performance on the show today, I deserve nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, this has been a lot of fun. Astro Orbiters, it's a good time. I, I think Landon and I would both tell you, as you could probably tell, we didn't mention this is like Disney 101. No. You, you don't necessarily have to ride this to get your uh, honorary diploma in Disney experiences, but it's a fun thing to do. And when the parks are busy, there may not be a huge line for this. Go check it out. But also... <laughs> Check out Star Wars Galaxy's Edge coming August 29th. You know, I have a feeling we're not going to have to plug Star Wars Galaxy's Edge coming August 29th that much. I think it's going to be a success. I think you're probably right. So, Landon, until next time. Catch you on the flippy floppy. Welcome back to the monorail. Hope you enjoyed M34D today. We were discussing the Astro Orbiters. Ooh. Yeah. Not the first spinner we've talked about. Won't be the last. A little Aww. teaser for the future. Oh. <laughs> but we're not talking about spinners right now. We're going to talk about restaurants. And Garrett and Samantha experienced a restaurant that we had never gone to before. We've gotten a lot of recommendations uh, to try this place out, particularly for breakfast. It wasn't breakfast you all tried. Apparently, it was dinner. Actually, it was lunch, but you called it dinner. And so <laughs> so what I want to know now is from you all, like, tell us about it. How was it? So, okay, first of all, wait. First of all, okay. we are talking about a spinner because the restaurant oh, yeah. spins. Good point. It is a spinner. Okay. The restaurant rotates. And really the fast. whole dinner thing, we ate so much that we didn't eat dinner. Yeah, that's I not actually what ate you... a bunch of Cheerios when we got home, so <laughs> Whatever, that was Garrett. my dinner. You're, you are no help to me on this one. <laughs> um, it being in Living with the Land was awesome because you could see the boats go by and you could see a couple scenes. That is yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. We saw the sun change color thing that they do. With yeah, the where it goes from the sun to the moon mm-hmm. and it has buffaloes. Then, uh, we saw an alligator in the water. 
Mm-hmm. We saw that. And we saw, like, uh, the chicken and dog on the yeah. porch thing. And, yeah, it was really cool. And our waiter, his name was Corey. He was I don't really remember, cool. but he was really nice. Like, he was one he of the Corys. Yep. And he was from Arizona. Okay. And he was kind of filling us in on how to make the best of the park by coming to there and eating breakfast at like 8 a.m. if you can get a reservation and then you can go ride soaring right when you're done eating and no one's even there there's no line and they'll let you on awesome that would be great yeah have a big so, meal and then go ride soaring and puke yes puke yeah. on soaring no, soaring soaring's not that bad it was also really nice to meet the characters in there what characters did you meet farmer mickey farmer, <laughs> farmer mickey. pluto chip and dale Awesome. And Farmer Mickey is a total brag about how delicious his food is because he was like, I grew that, by the way. We were like, <laughs> yeah, it was, he was like, good. He was like asking us if, if the food was good and we told him it was good. And then he, he said, I made that. Like, yeah. he, he did a little farming motion. <laughs> yeah, he was like, that was all me. I was like, got it, Mickey. You get the credit. <laughs> of course it was him. He's the one that's out there, like, tending the hydroponic plants and yeah. <laughs> everything that they're growing he and living is. with. Plants. Farmer Mickey. He mm-hmm. farms, obviously. <laughs> Future farming. Future farming. And it was really cool because, so the theming of the food, there is a theme for it, is like a Thanksgiving type meal. Hmm. Um, so we had turkey and gravy. That was one of the proteins. And the other one was um, steak. Steak with chimichurri sauce. And it was really good. And then we it had mashed really potatoes. Green beans, um, corn. Yeah, it was actually succotash because it had lima beans with it, and uh, some cranberry sauce and stuffing. Um, or was it dressing? Or dressing. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> and then we had macaroni and cheese and with French fries. Yeah, and the macaroni and cheese was delicious, and the goldfish actually really enhanced macaroni and cheese. Thank you, Disney, for letting me figure out how to make my macaroni and cheese even more unhealthy. Gosh. The macaroni and cheese comes with goldfish in it? Like goldfish crackers? Yeah. Like swimming in it. Not in it. It's There were, there were, like, they were swimming, well, they're on the top layer, but they were in it. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. And it was very good. And... I think the biggest plus, oh, you get a salad before, and the salad is delicious, and it's all vegetables made right there, and all the vegetables that you eat are made right there, and um, the ending was a cake, like a pound cake with a fruit topping, and then a giant thing of whipped cream. It was amazing. Yeah, there were little chunks of strawberry and strawberry sauce like all over it. And it was really good. Wow. McKenna, you can eat just the sauce and you'd be happy with it, I promise. Mm. Um, Also, it was timed really well. We started whenever it was just going into the wall, into Living with the Land. And when we were done, it just exited. And we had seen all the characters throughout the meal. Does one rotation take about an hour or so? Is that how slow it is? It's pretty long. Yeah, Were you there for about an hour? You, you only so. really notice the spinning once you're sitting down. Yeah, it's not fast moving. I know that. So, yeah. so you, you can only, barely you only, feel it too. But you only went through one rotation by the time you were done yeah. with your meal. I did feel the rotation at one point because you know how when all of a sudden, like your body just all of a sudden feels like you're moving. I felt it at one moment, and I asked Garrett. I said, "Did it just speed up?" And he was like, "No." But I could feel it for a moment, and then it just went away. I felt it for the whole time, but it wasn't like bothering me. I, I, I felt, I thought it felt cool. Well, that's awesome. So, is this obviously? I mean, Garrett said in the first segment this is a place he wanted to go back to. So, would you go if if you were to go back? Would you want to go back for lunch again, or would you want to do breakfast? Or breakfast? You want because to try the breakfast? Apparently, that's really good. They have Mickey waffles with chocolate on them. Of course, I want that. McKenna's sad. Sad McKenna. Do they have a non-chocolate option? <laughs> they do. It's they do. just chocolate that comes on the side that you can put on your waffle. Okay. Yeah. They got um, syrup. Syrup. Got syrup. Yeah, they have syrup. Syrup. <laughs> I definitely want to go back. And actually, I'd be happy to go back um, during lunch again or dinner because 
I do think the food was pretty good, and I'd like to see how much you guys could eat of that cake because it is amazing. So is it the kind of place where you pay one price and they just bring everybody like it's family style served or do you get to pick what you're eating or? Uh, no, they bring us everything. Okay. Yeah. So it's like Ohana in that way. So yes. you pay one yeah. price and they bring, they just, is it as much as you want? Like if you were to. Yeah. We could. Yeah. yeah. And we finished off the steak and the turkey pretty early and he said, do you guys want just more steak and turkey? But we were it's, trying to eat all the other stuff. It was hard to. So. It's all you care to enjoy. Yeah. Not all you can eat. That's a, <laughs> that's a distinction you have to make because then it's like an eating contest. And I would win. I'll win. <laughs> I know. Actually, I think McKenna could kill it there. I would destroy well, Korea. you say that, but when we went to Whispering Canyon, you didn't destroy My that skillet. My metabolism has slowed down a lot. Okay. And I don't, I can't eat as much as I used to. I used to still be able to destroy like four pizzas by myself at CC's over a long <laughs> I can't, period of I can't time. do that yet, but I'm speeding up. Well, it's balancing out. Garrett I'm starting to consume. Garrett's going to bring balance to the eating force. Please. You slow Wait, down. Are you guys talking about Thanos or, or like. Star Wars. Star Wars. <laughs> we're talking about Wait, bo- dinner. Both of those are Disney, so you're right. But actually, we're just we're just talking about Shaft. Um, <laughs> what I'm taking from this Garden Grill better than Morimoto? Uh, no, I would I would say so, but I know she wouldn't. No, 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 no. All, all I got there was the usual that uh, I get in any Japanese restaurant. So there, um. I have to say, at Morimoto, it's, I haven't tried Garden Grill yet, but that, what did I get? Dang it, that ramen. That ramen the was really ramen. good. So Morimoto's was really good. Yeah. I know. And I just, I use that as the, that is the uh, standard of excellence, is Morimoto, and I need to know how things stack up against it. Okay, uh, so Garden Grill was amazing. But, um, it but, wouldn't, I can't, but it wouldn't. But it wouldn't. It wouldn't unseat Morimoto as the best dining experience you've had so far at Disney, right? No. Um, Morimoto wasn't my favorite. What's your favorite? I, I like all of them, really. <laughs> I I only got like a, a plain thing. I know at Morimoto, your so I know what your favorite. Restaurant I really wouldn't is. know. My favorite restaurant is Cosmic Rays. It's the best <laughs> restaurant in the whole park. Mom's Wait, is, what's my what's my favorite then? Mom's is Pecos Bill and No. Yeah, and Garrett's favorite restaurant is the Sci Fi Dine In Theater. <laughs> um, okay, so I didn't have a good experience there, but I really liked it. I know you were worried well, you about say it's my favorite. You were but... feeling anxious about riding the Tower of Terror a second time when we were there, but you the, the you food loved it. Looked really good. Like <laughs> <laughs> you don't remember what it tasted like? Or you're just, no, 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 no. It looked better than it tasted? I do remember what it tasted like, but I didn't get like... Uh, I got a kind of plain meal, but it, it looked awesome. Mm-hmm. And it, it tasted good. I really liked the, the shake a lot. Of course, I don't remember much of it because it was a, a bad memory because I was freaking out the whole time. <laughs> now he'll ride anything except... The crazy water slide at Blizzard Beach. He'll yeah. do that someday. Yeah, no thanks. You're going to do that someday. Yeah, you will. You and me, we're going to do it. We're going to take it down. Summit plummet. Maybe if we if we go like one after the other. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're not going to let us go together. That's how you do it. One I'll, at a I'll time. Go, I'll go after you. No, because then you you will never do it. You would, no, because then... You would come down then, the stairs. Um, I would like see you go and see if you had a good time. <laughs> and then I'll go. <laughs> what? You're, you're so funny. Just listen to me as I go down the slide. I'll be going, Wahoo! Like that. Then you'll know it's good. This is so fun. <laughs> I'm having a great time! <laughs> That's what I say when I'm going down slides. <laughs> I do that on roller coasters too. Slinky dog. I'm enjoying this! It's my favorite thing to yell. Right? Yes. Yep, definitely. <laughs> you really love yelling that all the time. <laughs> so speaking of our um, Epcot journey yesterday, do you want to hear what I got in trouble for yesterday by Garrett? Oh, no. no I don't really. even remember this, but I know it's going to be... I don't know. 
Garrett got so mad at me because when we were going into Epcot, I tried to pull into this same area where I let them check my pass and my driver's license. And there's always, so far, except for yesterday, a lady named Erin that always says, oh, hey, guys, to us. And she's like, you're back. And she's so nice. And so while we were pulling up, I said... Oh my gosh, if Erin is here, I'm taking a picture with her and I'm posting it and doing like a customer a cast feedback. Cast, and I said, compliment. I said, that's really creepy. Before she said it was going to be a cast compliment thing, she said, I'm going to take a picture with her. And I said, that's really creepy. <laughs> no, she likes She us. doesn't want to take a picture with you. She actually wants to be my friend. Garrett just doesn't even know. You think everyone wants you to be your friend, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. But I did want to do that because I was thinking it would be fun to do like a little, you know, cast compliment kind of thing. Because every time we pulled in there, she knows who I am. It was only twice. Yeah, but still, she knows who I am. <laughs> and all the Flight of Passage people know who I am. <laughs> and it's only impressive. one guy. Well, yeah. <laughs> the, story, the story comes down to reality when Garrett's around. But still. All the Flight of Passage people know me. One guy. It's everyone. But no, it is one guy who always smiles and kind of That's chuckles. weird. Do I need to have a talk with this guy? I don't like guys I think, I smiling you at you. I don't think you do. I'm I pretty think, sure he's just a college kid working mm, at Flight of Passage. I don't know about this. I'm I'm pretty sure he's actually we could introduce McKenna. Stop. No. <laughs> oh, Disney hookups. No. Ew, stop and it. I have one more thing that I need to add. I have I a have something really I great idea. And so Disney is obviously listening to our podcast. I have a great idea for them. I think they should make a t-shirt and it says single rider looking for single rider. And then it has the stamps of the single rider line rides, you know, like they're kind of picture or whatever. So that way people can buy it and they can know who's single and there's Disney love. There's a shirt like this already. And I think it says single rider looking for my party of two, I think is what it says. So it is a good idea, but it exists. Just like when I invented the tankless water heater. Yeah, okay, never mind. (laughs) Whatever. I feel deflated. (laughs) No, it's obviously a good idea because they did it. It could just say single rider on it. Yours might be better than what theirs was, actually. Yeah, well, why not single rider looking for a single rider? I mean, that would be funny, and they may hook up. Does it seem a little desperate, though? Yes. Who cares? Here's, here it is. Look, McKenna. Yeah, I wouldn't wear it because I don't want Can people to talk to me, and I don't want to seem desperate. It says... Well, but you yeah, are. Single, You're all alone. I'm not desperate. It, it says, single rider seeking my party of two, is what it says, on Shop Disney. Well, 18, never mind. 1894. No, 1874, and it's in stock. There's a blue one. Wait, are you saying the year one. it was made? Yes. These were made in 1874, oh. and they were put in a time capsule. Vintage. Yeah. it was. They were made in the Old West. How? <laughs> They're but actually made of wood. <laughs> <laughs> if you're looking for your party of two, it sounds like you're looking for someone who has a kid. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, no, one No, no, you're looking you. to be a party yeah, of two. Yeah, looking for my party of two. One and yeah. you. Yeah. That but would include you, can, you. You could interpret it as looking for an additional two people. Okay, there could be people out there that are looking for two people. You're going to judge Polyamorous them? Polyamorous relationships. Let them live their own life. That's what I say. Yep. Okay, anyways. It's, it is Pride Month. Hey, it's Pride Month. <laughs> happy Mom. Pride Month, everybody. Happy Pride Month. I. Happy Pride Month. Happy Pride Month. Okay. There we go. That was a good speech. <laughs> No. It was inspirational. <laughs> Thank you. And I, I do think I'm proud. Genuine, stop it. I have pride. I, do, <laughs> I do rock. Think, oh my god, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I do think genuinely, though, happy Pride Month from the Monorail family. Yeah, that's what you think. I though. think. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. When's this podcast over? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I think the same thing. And uh, 
<laughs> and I guess we'll wrap it up for today. So, oh. Garrett, Sam, thank you for your review of the Garden Grill. It sounds like a place that I'm sad I missed out on. And <laughs> we'll have to go back there soon. But I think our celebration meal is going to have to be at La Cellier. So. Yes, steakhouse. I think so. I think we should. First, I'm going to have to get my Disney annual pass. Me too. They won't let me in there. I'm let telling you guys. In. Let me in. Get your appointment now for next week. So that way you can go ahead and get your driver's Don't licenses. Stop, stop and saying then, next week. Ugh. It's weird. I don't like it. I don't. Next week. We're stop. leaving next week. Stop We're leaving it. this week. Stop. How's that? No. Come on. This week. It's too soon. It's too soon. <laughs> <laughs> we have to put everything on I think, hold. I think we're leaving McKenna behind. I'll, so. I'll live in the gutters. All right. Well. Have fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. By the time you hear us again next Monday. Oh, my God. <laughs> we're going to actually be closing on our brand new house when the next episode drops. Episode 61. So. We will be living the Florida resident life, and McKenna's going to be having a breakdown. Living like Larry. <laughs> <laughs> so between now and then, if you want to interact with us and follow along, I'm going to be posting little tidbits, pictures, information about our voyage from Tennessee to Florida. So you might want to see some of that stuff. And you'll see it on our YouTube? No. On our Twitter, at Morning Monorail. You'll see it on our Instagram, probably. And that's Monday Morning Monorail. We do have a Facebook page that you can like. And we do have a YouTube. And this week, again, returning to the YouTube, the unedited M34D will be up there this week. By popular demand, it's coming back. Also, on their Twitter, they retweeted my tweet that has links to my social media. So go over there. And live like Larry. uh, Subscribe and follow me. Please. Garrett's making some new stop motion videos that you're probably going to want to check out because they're awesome. Yeah, season one's over. You missed season one. So, too bad. It's gone forever. Uh, season two no is longer. starting whenever we get the new house because I need my other stick bots for it. Yeah, he's doing stick bot videos. What's going on on your social media, McKenna? Um, none of your business. Great. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you next week from Florida. Bye bye. Bye. Say lobby. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for riding with us today. We hope you enjoyed the journey and we look forward to seeing you again next week. Until then, we want to hear from you. Send us questions, comments, and suggestions on Twitter at Morning Monorail. Our email address is mondaymorningmonorail at gmail.com. You can also call our voicemail at 407-917-2144. As we approach the station, gather your belongings and please watch your step as you exit. <laughs> See y'all. <laughs> <laughs>